Hi everyone, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Where certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an update. Guys, so today we have something special for y'all. For our listeners, we love y'all, so we know we gotta keep y'all on our to- on your toes. So we have a guest joining us today on our newest guest segment. But not only is a special guest joining us for this guest segment. This person will be here for the entire segment of the show. The whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> so who do we have today, Shelby? So today we have with us Jay Kobe of the Black Detour. Jay is a writer, journalist, and entrepreneur. Jay started the Black Detour to not only change the often negative depiction of Black people in mainstream media, but to create a space where Black America voice their issues culture and opinion freely. Jay is a college graduate and has and has dedicated his life to helping the Disney franchise. So Jay, I gotta ask, what's good, what's happening, what's popping, how you feeling? I'm doing great. I'm just happy to be on the show today. I'm happy to be a, a guest again on the show. So I'm just happy to be here. Yes, we're happy to have you. So I don't know if you're really ready for this first segment, though, because we are so passionate about this first segment. Yes. And it's so interesting that we have a male perspective today. Yes. So I want you to keep it open, honest, and transparent, okay? Oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. (laughs) So our first segment of the day is dating and relationships. So, Jay, we saw online that um, this quote said, tell me, your thoughts well actually tell me your thoughts about this if you agree or you disagree and why so the quote says okay women should shoot their shot so they can date people they actually want rather than just responding to people who want them so as a man do you agree or do you disagree i agree i think i think women should shoot their shot more i feel like women should go after what they want i feel like we're in a new era now in a new time where if you want something go after and when I mean shoot your shot, it's not necessarily mean being too forward and being like, oh, can I get your number? Can I take you out necessarily? It can, it can maybe just a smile. It can maybe a hello. How you doing? Just be taking the first step. I don't feel like you should just wait for somebody to come to you. You could say hello first. You could do something like that. You don't have to just ask for the number necessarily, but that's yeah. what I believe. I can see what you're saying. Because like me, like personally, like I'm not going to shoot my shot at a dude, but what I will attempt to do in my awkwardness <laughs> Is like I will try to like come off like really, really not really, but come off more friendly, come off more nice, come off more invit- like more inviting. Like I have said hello before. Like I have given like a, like I try to like throw out like a conversation starter. Like I know nothing about shoes. Oh my gosh, your shoes are so nice. Where'd you get them? Like yeah. something like that. Like I can agree with what you said. Like I've done that before, and sometimes you know it's led somewhere, and sometimes it hasn't. But I do think that sometimes. Like, women, like, when men try to shoot their shot, I feel like some women are, like, so mean and negative to them that they don't want to shoot their shot. So I almost feel like, as a woman, sometimes you do have to tell, you do have to give men a clue, like, okay, it's okay to come over here and talk to me. It's okay for you to shoot your shot. So basically be approachable. Is that what you mean? Like, just making sure. I mean, be approachable, but you, you can make the first step of saying, like, you see somebody nice, hey, how you doing, or or spark up a conversation, not necessarily shooting your shot, necessarily trying to date or trying to go out somewhere or get that number, but just yeah. putting yourself out there in, the, in a sense. I am so, like, just 
shy when it comes to that. So I would most likely not even try to do that. <laughs> but, no eye contact, no nothing? Nah, because first of all, I mean, I've never actually tried to shoot my shot, but like I can be friendly or I could flirt, but I don't see myself actually shooting my shot to somebody that I find is like attractive. And I just, it just ain't, I've never done it. So I don't know what that would be like for me. I wouldn't even know what to say. <laughs> like yeah. I've seen very attractive men, but yeah. I've never tried to be like, you know, start a conversation or anything. I just, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. I, I don't know. Do guys, from a guy's perspective, do guys find that attractive that that somebody has approached them rather than them having to do it? I, I think so. I think most men would appreciate that. Now, I think some men might, might, you know, immature men might take it another way. You know, they might think, oh, she easy or some situation like that. But most mature men are going to take it. They don't think it as a compliment because it don't happen a lot. You know, it doesn't happen all the time. So if a woman is confident enough to actually come up to you, that's a, that's a whole different ball game. Yeah, it is. I just can't. I don't know. I have not t- done it before. It's not in my spirit. It's not in my spirit. But I will say that I salute women that have the confidence to do it. Um, I will say I have like once or twice shot my shot at a dude. I don't think I told you that. But I did. And I actually got his number. It just, I got both of their numbers. It just didn't work out. But it took a lot of good to do it and it's I realized it's not my thing and not that it's a guy's thing but it's not like I just get so awkward that it's embarrassing I don't know y'all I'd rather for the dude to come to me because that was like like especially if I find him attractive and then he comes to me then that's like okay we kind of vibing or whatever I don't see myself just like coming up to him and being like you know whatever I don't even know yeah. what I would say I don't <laughs> I knew what you you could just start off a conversation. It's not some specific. It's like me and we got something specific we're going to say to y'all. We just come up and try to spark a conversation somehow. Yeah. So, and I think it's a little bit easier for y'all because you, the woman, especially if you can kind of tell that that person is a little bit interested in you already. They're looking at you. They're checking you out. And so you just say, hey, you could just maybe just say, hey, how you doing? What you drinking? Or depending on the situation where you at. But, yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking, I'm like, depends on where you are. So yeah. has a woman ever shot her shot at you, Jay, and you had to decline uh, oh. or you was like, yeah, this is, this is what up. What's up? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I've got shot at a few times and I would say like, if I'm attracted to the person, it's good. It's a go. But sometimes you just not attracted to them. Then you got to, you know, no thanks. <laughs> but if you're attracted to the person, then it's all good. I, I think, I think most of the time women, they necessarily don't shoot that shot, like, ask you for the number, but they give you, like, yeah. that alley-oop, in a sense. Yeah. So they'll see me in the grocery store shopping, and they might say, oh, hey, like, I remember one time a, a young lady shot a shot at me because I was in the grocery store, and I was buying some juice, and it was 100% juice. And she was like, oh, I see you buy, I see you eating healthy or drinking, something like that, you know? And so <laughs> they just sparked the conversation, and then there it was. Yes, sis. And you know what? It's crazy that you say that because more men have tried to talk to me in the grocery store when I'm trying to get my pork chops. <laughs> Like, sir, that's why I shop with the old people. Like, I go early in the morning because I do not want to be disturbed. Because I remember one time I went and this guy followed me down like two or three hours. No, sir. <laughs> Unless you're going to pay for these pork chops in this basket, leave me alone. Thanks. But at the same people, if, the, if it ain't the grocery store, where is it going? I mean, that's a good yeah. place, I think. It is. It is. I just wasn't interested in that particular individual. Oh, so it was just him. Okay, I see what's yeah, going on. It was, on. Just, it was yeah. just him. 
Well, Jay, I'm going to keep it real because I'm shy. You call him immature, whatever you want to call it. But I saw the finest dude <laughs> one day and I like just choked. I didn't even go up to him. I wasn't trying to say nothing to him. I just looked at him. Like, <laughs> she didn't even say hi, Jay. I didn't say hi. She didn't get it. Hey, she nothing. didn't get none of the good stuff. Nope, and I would never saw him again. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's crazy. But I think like in today's generation, like this is my personal opinion. I think sometimes like men can be a little bit spoiled and that like there are more men than women, you know? Yeah. And then if you tack on a man being attractive, if you tack on a man having a job with benefits, if you tack on a man having, you know, things going for themselves, like I feel like at the end of the day, like he knows that he's a prize and he probably has, you know, women like throwing themselves at him, you know? Yeah. And I'm That's not true. And I'm not saying shoot your shot, like, I need the number, I need to do this, I need that. But I do think that, I agree with Jay, I think it's okay to let him know, like, I'm interested, whether that's a smile, whether it's a hello, whether it's a, you know, hey, how are your day? Like, sometimes even, like, if I'm not interested, but somebody's so attractive and I say something, sometimes a man is so shocked that I said something, he thought of a whole conversation. <laughs> because I feel like people don't, like, try to start a couple conversations or people just like just kind of stare at you you know yeah because so, just in, just in general in the world today people not as friendly as they used to be it used to be a time yeah. where you not just the studios but but we don't really do that now yeah i would agree yeah and then i think that especially with social media like you don't even have to be in face to face with the person that shoots your shot yeah you could fight with them DMs and doing all that so really like i guess just for me um, feeling like I'm traditional or whatever, I always felt like if the guy's interested, he's gonna let me know. Yeah, and not the other way around. Like if you like, I in a way I used to feel like okay, well that means I'm chasing him if he ain't saying nothing to me, and I'm the one doing all the like, what's up? How you don't like? Yeah. No, I wanted it to be like the other way around. But now because of social media, it's just like the lines are blurred. You know what I mean? So I don't ever want to feel like this fine dude about. 500 dms and then hear my little one dm he ain't gonna see it but we're not saying <laughs> dm erica we're not, not I'm I'm being, you don't have yeah that's true and I I slide in a dm you run his pictures or like his pictures you know it's different ways mm-hmm. it ain't worked so far but you know what that's fine so is there anything jay think that a woman can do that's too much if she did choose to shoot her shot like even though that's not our thing like for a woman that's listening and she wants to shoot her shot is there something that she can do that's too much and would you think something that she can do that is just enough i feel like for some men they might be intimidated if she's a little too forward like for me personally i'm very confident so if a woman too forward that wouldn't bother me for some men though i, I could tell that it would be like they'd be a little awkward if she was too aggressive like, if she was like, hey, you know, how you doing? Let me get your number. Like, on some kind of like some guy stuff. Yeah. Then she, they might be like, oh, come on, like, slow down. Like, what you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know, but for, for me, I wouldn't have a problem with that. That'd be fine for me. But for some people, I could say that. So I would tell anybody that you might want to be too aggressive. Just, you know, put it out there. Give him the alley oop. If he's he really interested, he's going to take it. Yeah. And I agree. If you're showing all the signs. Yeah. I agree. I feel like you almost like have to give a man a sign. Like, cause I feel like a lot of times you do. I feel like a man we slow. like you. Yeah, y'all are. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I feel like yeah, we, it's the truth. I feel like a lot of times, like a man can really like you, can really want you, and all this different stuff. But if he don't have like an inkling, 
that like you want him, he will not say anything. Like I've had that happen to me in the past where I did end up talking to somebody and it's like, oh, I had a crush on you for the longest, but you know, I never said anything, you know? So I think it's because a lot of men get a <clears throat> rejection, you know? Yeah. yeah. You've been rejected your whole life. You keep getting rejected over and over all the time. When you was in high school, you was in college. You have, you know, you keep getting rejected. Just at a certain point, you're like, man, I ain't shooting no more. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely can put the person in a position to shoot their shot at me <laughs> yeah. to let them know, like, hey, it's <laughs> you know, whatever. But I do agree with you, Shelby. Like, they, we do have to kind of give them a hint, and I'm, the, I'm that same way too. Like, I'm. I don't know if you like me or if you're interested in me unless you tell me like you right. gotta straight up tell me like i think you're cool i like you don't me just too. be doing everything else but saying that I, like you gotta be straightforward but even when you talk to somebody like you put yourself on the line because you don't know if they like you even if they get your number you still don't know what their intentions are if they like you so anytime you That's true. talk to somebody it's potentially like a win a lose situation or it's either a win-win situation or a lose-lose situation yeah for sure what are you gonna say jay I was just going to say that's true, because, but I would say, though, to piggyback off that, that sometimes you never know what you could have until you never thought about it. Because I remember it was a young lady I was friends with, and I never thought about it in that way. But when she mentioned it to me, have I ever thought about it? Like, well, you know what? I might would. But we was friends already before, too. But I would say that's also a possibility, too. That I think a lot of people don't think about it. If you ever think about the possibility, somebody you might already know or somebody, it could be something, but you just never thought about it. Yeah, that is so true. I mean, with me, I don't know nobody yet. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I get what you're saying. That is true. Um, and a lot of people, like you said, they don't want to run the risk of rejection or run the risk of losing the friendship either. Yeah. So people, That's true. You know, not even say anything because they don't want to ruin just not having any type of connection to you at all. Because it could be awkward if the other person don't feel the same way. That's true. Oh, yeah. Or it don't work out. So that was some good tea. It was. It was really interesting to hear that from a man's perspective. Because, like, I know how I feel about it, but I've always wondered, like, how men feel about it. And I know it depends on the man, and I know it depends on his personality and his persona, but it was interesting hearing another point of view that wasn't a woman's point of view. Yes. So thank you. Yay. So we're going to move into our next segment of the show, which is called The Journey. So this is where we typically um, tell our listeners like something that we have long learned along the way of building authentic melanin. But for the remix, we're just going to um, ask you, Jay, what do you wish you knew prior to starting your brand, <clears throat> The Black Detour? What do you wish you knew? Well, I think one thing I wish I would have known was that it takes time to grow something, you know. And I and I knew it, everything takes time, but at the same time, we all impatient. We want to grow faster than what it is, and we got to know that sometimes it just takes time for you to learn the lesson you're supposed to learn. Yeah. And now you can look back on it and be like, well, if I knew this faster, this could have changed, but at the same time, it just takes time. So I would say patience is what I learned a lot. Yeah, and I think that's interesting because I feel like we live in like a microwave society. Like we think that we're going to start something on April 1st and it's going to be popping on April 5th. So <laughs> I'm glad that you say that. So um, just like a guesstimate, like from the time that you actually like put the black detour out there until you saw significant growth, like what would you say that timeline was about? Well, I, I would say in my opinion, what I believe is significant growth, I would say I just recently saw it in my eyes. 
for my expectations. Yeah. And so how so long I would have, say, how long have you been uh uh building the Black Detour? So we started just on social media only in April of twenty seventeen. I believe it was April twenty ninth. 2017 and then from that point we just building on social media until january 1st 2018 yeah and that's when we came out with our online publication so it's been about a year and a half with the online publication yeah and then from like so we had jay on our podcast before and one of the things and correct me if i'm wrong one of the things that we talked about um in regards to your journey to building the black detour is kind of really how like when you were building your brand how you were really relentless with it like in reaching out to people mm-hmm. and connecting with people and going to other people's pages and just really like building um, a community for people to come and, you know, be informed about a lot of the issues that are happening in the black community that, you know, the mainstream news doesn't um, support and different things like that. So I, I would definitely say that um, what you said, patience, but I think, Another thing, like I said, when we were talking, like you just talked about how relentless, like how relentless you were and how you put in the work. And I think like a lot of people forget that part. Like they do like half the work or they do a little bit of work and they expect it just to pop off. But I think it goes to show that like you have to be relentless, you know, um, working toward that too. Oh yeah, you're definitely right. Because I put in a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of long nights. A lot of stressful times because a lot of people don't know like you said the work that comes behind it yeah so for me to build this type of brand and i tell people i didn't build this brand with a lot of money i didn't build a brand with a funding with help it was all out of my head basically and i had to build a team by myself i couldn't pay people i had to figure that out how can i get people to join a team or yeah. something i want to do without having money to pay them how can i how can i cultivate an environment that people want to be a part of without getting paid yeah, right. And so that's a very difficult situation to be in. But if you have a vision for your life, you want to do is never a no. It's always go to the next one. Yeah. And that's why I tell people all the time: you cannot focus on the nose. You are gonna get the nose. Yeah. I got plenty of nose. No, no, you know, H no, you know. <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we are a firm believer that any no is gonna lead you to that right yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't ever want to be somewhere where you really shouldn't even be. And I think it is so admirable for you to be this relentless. And I, we really feel like you have found your niche yeah. because there's really not any, well, that I know of Me and that Shelby knows of that has this type of platform that brings awareness to young black people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not just, mm-hmm. you know, my parents, they, they woke, but they don't, you know, yeah. they don't, they have the resources, but what about us? Yeah. And I feel like you really found that. And I think, it's That's so important. evident that you're passionate about it and people can really, really see that too. Yeah, because I, let me tell y'all, I look at y'all every single day because especially like with, you know, what's been happening in the news and what's been happening in the media and different things like that. And then specifically sometimes, a lot of the times, not sometimes, a lot of the times the, the Black Detour tells me stuff that I didn't even know or I wasn't even aware of. From the news to even like, you know, history that happened, you know, decades and centuries ago. So I think that's like super, super dope. Yes. Yeah, because that's our, that's our mission, you know, to inform people because a lot of people don't know the information. If you don't know the information, you can't react to the information. You can't ask for the information. So yeah. a lot of times it's just spreading the information and getting people to be aware. Yeah. A lot of people don't even know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they really don't know. So just building that platform to be able to teach them because I feel like teaching people about our history is very important. That's one thing we focus on a lot is history because right. that's very important. You're right. 
right? It brings awareness, but it's also some positivity to it as well because we see a lot of negative, negative, negative all the time. But just because you're, it's awareness doesn't necessarily make it negative. It's yeah. what's real, what's really going on. Like, be, yeah. be woke, be, understand what's really happening in your culture. Yeah. So I think that's amazing. And I, and I want to dig a little deeper. <laughs> Get all in your business. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Um, of the Black Geek Court. So in our segment called Dreams and Connections is our newest segment. You are the first one to be on it. And so um, we just want to ask you a couple of deeper questions about the Black Geek Tour to get our listeners to really understand and get excited about checking you out. So the first question is, um, so tell us what made you actually decide to start the Black Geek Tour and why you know, you've already kind of talked to us about the culture, but why do you feel like it's important for the culture? Yeah, so I started the Black Detail because I was working in different news magazines. I was working freelancing. I I was actually working for a newspaper at the time, and I, I just felt like my voice hurt. I felt like that, you know, what I wanted to write about or what I wanted to report on, I couldn't do it in a way. And I didn't want to wait for that opportunity to come for me, so I just created it myself. And I always had a vision in my mind that one day I wanted to be an entrepreneur anyway. So yeah. it was just something, why not this? Right. So I created the Black Detour. It was a brainchild out of my out of my brain. And I just, I just kind of ran with it from there. Yeah. And it, I feel like it's important for the culture because it's a platform that is open for anybody. It's open yeah. to any Black American person, any Black person from all across the world. And yeah. anybody who want to learn about Black culture. It's a place where you can go have different ideas. You can learn history. You can hear about the news. And you're also going to be questioned about certain things that goes on in our society and in the world. That's going to expand. I feel like that. I don't think anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> instead of telling. Um, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. But instead of like a lot of media companies and different media outlets, they tell you what to think or tell you what you should be thinking. But for us, we want to just tell you the information and let you decide for yourself. And I feel like that's important because a lot of people don't really have an informed decision making of their mind because they don't think anymore. They just kind of, okay, this is what it is. And that's what it is. Instead of thinking for yourself. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's like so dope that like you saw a need and you didn't wait for anybody else to fix it, that you said, you know what, like this, like these people aren't being represented. This is what I want to do. So this is what I'm going to do. And I think like a lot of people, like when, they're trying to follow their dreams and they're on their journey. Like, I feel like a lot of times, like they don't give, they don't give their ideas enough credit to work, but I'm glad you gave your idea to put it forth because it is informing and educating so many people of color, which is so important. Yes. And it's all about you deciding to start. The fact that you made that decision, look, look how far you have come from 2017, right? When you just had the idea, like, just making that decision. So for anybody that's listening, like we just encourage y'all to just make the decision to start. <laughs> that's number one. Don't go back and forth. So the second question, Jay, is what would you tell someone who wants to go after their dreams? And um, what can you tell them about going after their dreams? Well, I would tell anybody who want to have a dream or something they want to do, just go after it. And don't listen to the naysayers because there's going to be a lot of people going to tell you, no, you shouldn't do it. Everybody already doing this. A hundred people doing this. But like like the old analogy always says, if you go down a bread line at any grocery store, you're going to sell a hundred different brands of bread. 
Preach. So it's a lot of it's a lot of room for everybody to do their own thing. So don't worry about what everybody else doing. If you want to do something, just figure out how you can do it. Make it creative. Put your spin on it, whatever it is, and go do it. Don't listen to everybody gonna tell you no. Some family may tell you no. Your friends may tell you no. Your yeah. grandma, your auntie, they all say, "Oh, what you doing? You wasting your time? You yeah. doing this crazy thing?" But don't believe it because people told me I was crazy. Yeah. Are oh, you crazy? You doing this and you doing that? So I would just crazy and just go after. Yeah, and I think a lot of I feel like like our family and friends like they're like they were raised in a completely different generation than we were raised in. Like they were raised, you know, go to work, work for the same company for X amount of years, you know, get your retirement and go. But I feel like our generational our generation is more entrepreneurial, and I just feel like a lot of times like they don't like you're like people around you don't even know how discouraging they're being when they're telling you that. But I definitely agree with mm-hmm. you. Say, like, if you're supposed to do something, I really believe like God is gonna make a way for you to do it. It don't matter who doubts you. It don't matter who tells you you can't do it. It don't matter who don't believe in you. Like, you can do it. I feel like sometimes, even like when you're birthing your dream, I tell Erica this all the time. Sometimes it's just you and God grinding it out. And that's because exactly. people do not see your vision. Yeah. Like Jay, I'm pretty sure you told some friends, you know, what you wanted to do, and people just didn't get it. Because it's not their vision. It wasn't put into their heart. It's not in their spirit to understand it. So naturally, people that are looking at you with, like, with these huge dreams or looking at us with these huge dreams, they don't see it because it's not their vision. And that's perfectly fine to just yeah. keep pushing through like the no's and the doubts and all that. Because, I mean, everybody would want their family to just love everything they do and just agree with everything. But that's not really mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? No, it's not. It's definitely not. And I definitely experienced that firsthand. And I understand how people could feel like that you shouldn't tell everybody. And I learned that too. Everybody, everything that you feel, that you, your vision, you should tell everybody. Everybody's not yes. blessed to be informed on that information. You know, yeah. something you got to keep to yourself. Yeah. Some things don't need to be given to everybody because everybody's not going to appreciate the information. They're going to kind of tear you down and you don't need that in your mental space. So sometimes I feel like for me, I have to let a lot of people go too. Yeah. Because <laughs> what I'm doing and this is my purpose for my life we can't you know we really can't we have nothing to talk about yeah so I agree and I feel like me Eric, I, I was talking to Eric about this one day. I was like you know I feel like when we started our brand I really started to see people for who who they were like as a person like I know for me like if we close and we friends like I would like for you to support us and I would like for you to ride with us but like you said like that's not always the case for whatever you know reason that would be but I would definitely say for me like I really see people who they are because like I feel like a lot of people just don't get it when they don't get it they can't comprehend it when they can't comprehend it like they hate on it yes they do and that's why I just feel like a lot of like you were saying our generation is more entrepreneurial and that is a way for what in my thoughts is to leave a legacy right yeah so jay tell us what do you want your legacy to be like what do you want to be remembered for i just want to be remembered for creating a brand and not just a brand but content that's gonna last beyond my years so yeah. i not only want to create the black youtube but future i want to create short films i want to be a director of different independent movies and stuff like that because i feel like the culture needs that and i want to just create stuff that's gonna last longer than i'm here mm-hmm. My family be proud of, and my kids, if I have some one day, could be proud of and look at and be like, you know, this is what Jay created. So that's just what I I want to I want to leave a legacy that people can be proud of and people can build upon for the next generation, the next generation after that. Yeah, 
And that's amazing. And you know what, Jay? I'm going to just say this to you, okay? You also, I can see that you could like be a counselor in your past life or something like that because you are so wise and like, you're so calm. Like, we can ask you anything and you have so much wisdom about it. Like, bruh. <laughs> so that's why we want you to um, stay here for our mentor moment. And this segment is so good because we always have people that submit us questions and ask us our unsolicited advice <laughs> on <laughs> what what our viewpoint is so i want to ask you the question for our mentor moment segment okay so uh, the question is it's kind of a backstory so it says shelby and erica it's always been my dream to start my own lipstick line and show my daughter that she can do anything she sets her mind to i put everything in motion to begin and initially was super excited about my ideas in business in 2020, but now not so much. I was talking to some family members and friends and they aren't as supportive as I would have hoped they would be. They told me my ideas were not original enough, the market is oversaturated, and that I do better just to stick to what I know. I'm hurt by action, it hurt by, I'm hurt by their actions, but I'm starting to think that they might be right because things have been coming out of nowhere that aren't going right. Are my family and friends right? Am I in the way in way over my head in the market that's oversaturated, or should I block their opinions and do it anyway? So Jay, what do you have for her? Well, one I would tell her, you know, just kind of be- piggyback on the conversation we just had about not telling everybody your vision. Yeah. And then and once you do tell them your vision, if they don't appreciate, fine. Then you you don't mention it to them anymore. You keep on going. Cause I can give a perfect example. Look at me. It's, a, it's plenty of black media sites. It's 20 or 30 of them that's bigger than mine. It was started before I did, even had more money, more experience, but I still did it anyway. And I still build a life for myself. So don't never believe that it's not enough room. It's always enough room. You just yeah. got to figure out a way to get to it and, and don't never give up on the way to it. Because there's going to be some struggles, going to be some ups and downs, but you can get it. Yeah. It's not impossible. It's something you can't do. You got to be willing to put the work in and be relentless. Yeah. So that's what I would tell her be relentless. I definitely agree. And I and I like what you said when you said, like, there's enough room for everyone. And I think people have this misconception, like you said, that, like, just because, like, you know, like, the bread example you got, like, there are, like, so many different, you know, brands of bread. But they did not stop anybody from making a brand of bread. And I really believe in, like, in my heart of hearts, like, if you have something on your spirit that you know that you want to do and you feel like God gave you that vision, like, it does not matter who don't like it, who don't believe in you, who try to hate on you, who try to tell you what you can't do. Like, I feel like that vision is for you. And I think a lot of times we assume that people that we've known forever and family members and friends, that they're going to ride for us on our dreams. But I always say, like, nobody want to ride in the bus. Everybody want to ride in the limo. Yeah. <laughs> that's a quote and I think that when you really have a gift to do something um because let's be honest Jay everybody ain't relentless and everybody thinks that if nobody wants to support me I'm just not gonna do it but to be honest if it's a gift and you're that passionate about it your gift will make room for you yeah so just like you said the bread how many water um how many water lines do we have how many chips (laughs) yeah cookies like it does not so matter. Mean. You cannot worry about that. Because I cannot tell you how many times me and Shelby, when we first started um, All Things Millionaire, we started as just a blog. But people were like, you know, people don't read blogs no more. What? Like, that literally is a whole thing. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you 
and that was somebody that was close to me. So I'm just like, why, why do you think people even try to say things like that? Or do they even know that they're being so discouraging of your whole entire dream? You know, this, this girl- I feel like people say, I feel like people say stuff like that because they know they can't do it. Yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of people they deflect in their own fears and their own deficiencies that they know they can't do. Well, I know I can't start a blog. Well, I know I can't build a media company. Well, I know I can't be a boss. I have to let somebody at work. I know I can't do it. Yeah. I don't have the capabilities. I don't have the skills. Yeah. So they put their fears and they whatever they have on you. Yeah, that is so true. See what I mean? You just need to be a counselor on the side. No, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely, definitely agree. Cause I like, like. This is not a statistic, but I'm just saying in my mind. I feel like there are two types of people. I feel like they're the people that want to live a mediocre life, and that's okay. And I feel like they're the people that want to live an above mediocre life. And I feel like if you're a person that wants to do the first, then you're not going to get, you're not going to understand anybody that's like the second. Like, I just feel like a lot of people aren't, like, people that are entrepreneurs or people that are trying to do something more or creating their own lane or their own niche, like, they're programmed different from those people. They have a bigger vision. Yeah. So if you program yeah. different, like if you, it's like if you program different, then like you're not gonna get it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because people yeah. call me crazy all the time for my work ethic and things that I do, but I feel like I have to do it to get to the level I want to be. Because I don't want to be mediocre. Yeah. I want to be great. They're gonna be trying you to be mediocre. You're gonna do mediocre things. You're right. They're gonna, they gonna be trying to ride your limo later on. If they ain't riding with you on the bus, they can't go on the limo. <laughs> they ain't walking with you to the ride. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I think it's so dope that despite, you know, like, what people have said and when people have tried to discourage you and even when people have called you crazy, I think it's, like, so great that, like, you blocked those people out and you did what you had to do for you, for your vision, for your legacy, and for your company. And I think a lot of people aren't like that, but I think it's so dope that you're sharing that so somebody that is on their journey that's trying to be an entrepreneur or trying to do a side hustle or just trying to do something that's out of the norm for their generation or their family like to hear your story like I really think that it's really going to help them come to terms with like okay like if he did it I can do it it don't matter what nobody said it don't matter what anybody got to say and I think that's just really really dope Yes, thank you yeah. so much, Jay, for joining us. And um, before you go, we want you to tell everybody how they can connect with you on social media. Yeah, so you all can follow us at The Black Detour. That is T-H-E-B-L-A-C-K-D-E-T-O-U-R at The Black Detour on all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And you can also visit us at theblackdetour.com. That's T-H-E-B-L-A-C-K-D-E-T-O-U-R.com. And you can check us out to learn news, black history, no events that's going on in the community, anything that you would like to know about black people, just roll on down to the Blade Detour. That's dope. And I will we will definitely tag all of that information um in the show notes for yeah. anybody that's listening and wants to follow. Thank you so much, Jay. We're gonna have to have you on again like quarterly or something. Because this is good. <laughs> I hope you have fun with us today. <laughs> of course. I always love being on all things melody. Yes. Thank you so much, Jay. So now let's get into our words of encouragement, which I love. Okay. So today's Bible verse comes from 2 Timothy 1, 7. And it says, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of prayer and love and self-control. So I love this verse because I think on a daily, it's kind of like a battle to deal with fear. And I don't necessarily think that if you don't have fear, that means... I mean, if you have fear, then that means you don't have faith. I think that you can have faith 
And yeah. fear is just kind of like a natural thing that happens. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think you don't have faith, but I think it's your faith is not stronger than your fear. Yeah. So fears, I mean, faith to me is just something that's supposed to outweigh that. But um, I think it's beautiful to know, like, God doesn't give me the spirit, so why am I scared? Yeah. Why am I tripping? Yeah. So. And yeah. I would say, I definitely agree. I, theor- I think that... Um, I think fear is something that is man-made, and I think that's something that we make up in our mind. And just yeah. to piggyback up you, I think, I think for me, I think fear comes in when our faith fails to come in. And I think for me, and I say this, like, just to be honest, like, I have so many fears. Like, I think sometimes people look at me and think I don't have any fears. I have so many fears. And I have so many things that I am scared of, so many things that I'm fearful of, so many things that, you know, I just don't know how they're going to turn out. But I know for me that I just try to remember, like, my mom always tells me, like, you know, like, don't worry about it. Don't have any fear. Like, God already worked it out for you. God already came through. Like, God gave you the power and the tools and everything you need to overcome anything that you're going through. And just anybody out there, you know, that has any type of fear, whether it's a minor fear or a large fear, first and foremost, like, you are not alone. You're a human. We all have fear. But I think... What has to happen and something that I'm personally working on is that your faith has to be bigger than your fear. Yes. And sometimes you have to do things scared. Sometimes you have to do things quivering in your boots. And sometimes you may have to do it alone. And if you're blessed enough to have somebody to hold your hand or to encourage you to do something through your fear, then definitely do that. But God is never going to take you where he can't keep you. That is a word, Shelby. Like, what else is there for me to say as the (laughs) (laughs) co-pastor? So let's lead everyone out with, a prayer. Okay. Heavenly Father, we come to you as humble as we know how, thanking you for each and every person that has assembled to listen to this podcast. We pray, Lord Jesus, that everything that has happened in the world, that you would cover them and that you would protect them. We pray that you would give them discernment to know who, who is really rocking for them and who really loves them. We pray that you would give them the discernment to know when to move on and when to stay. We pray, Lord Jesus, that even when they're fearful, fearful, even when they don't know what to do or where to go, Lord Jesus, we pray that their faith outweighs their fear. We pray that you would surround them people with people that love and encourage them. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would just continue to be with them each and every day. We pray, Lord Jesus, that they will be loved genuinely and wholeheartedly. We pray, Lord Jesus, that they can be a light in this world that can be so dark, Lord Jesus. We pray for each and every person that has been affected by any of the recent events that, um, that are occurring. We just pray that you would just continue to bless and cover us. We pray that you would just continue to just be with each and every one of us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.